Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for February 27th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner. Joined this week, as always, by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, and John Magi. Kevin Close will be back with us next week. In this episode of our show, we're going to discuss the top news story of the week, Disney's announcement that, will be, that it will be adding two more cruise ships to its fleet starting in 2011. Also, in a new segment entitled A Couple Things to Do, Corey and Julie Martin will tell us about some things couples can do around town without the kids. All that plus roundtable rapid fire and listener emails on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Now, before we get started, I wanted to welcome all of you listening to us on Diz Radio this week. The show is now streaming on Diz Radio every Wednesday at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, so be sure to check that out. Also, I wanted to let you know that we'll be doing one of our upcoming shows from the Hard Rock Hotel at Universal Orlando. And that show will focus mainly on Universal, so if you have any questions about Universal or things you'd like us to check out while we're there, please go ahead and send us some feedback. You can do that via email at podcast at wdwinfo.com, or just fill out the feedback form on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And as always, if we read your email on the show, we will send you your very own Diz Unplugged t-shirt. Now, this week we are going to forego our normal news format just to focus on one story and one story only, and that is the stunning announcement made this week by Disney Cruise Line that it will be adding not one but two new ships to its fleet starting in 2011. Uh, According to the press release the company issued last Wednesday, a letter of intent has been signed with the Meyer Weft shipyards based in Poppenburg, Germany, to build two 122,000-ton cruise liners. Now, by comparison, the current Disney ships, the Magic and the Wonder, are 88,000 tons. The new ships will be about two decks taller than the current ships, but the general design, thank goodness, will remain the same. Now, no information was released on where these ships will dock or what itineraries they will follow, but the news has been greeted with a a great deal of enthusiasm, as I'm sure you can imagine, especially in our discussion forums, and uh, we're going to include links in the show notes to some of the comments and threads that have been started, including a thread pretty much telling Disney Cruise Line exactly what they need to do with these ships. Um, and I had heard uh, I had heard rumors that an announcement was imminent, but we couldn't confirm anything. And I thought something was going to be announced last, last uh, month with the press event. But, uh, you know, we've heard these, we've, we've heard tale of these announcements for years now. Didn't Tom McAlpin let it slip on the ship too? He did. Uh, back in September, uh, there were an, uh, one of the ten and eleven night one of the, it was either ten or eleven night specialty crews last uh, last uh, September. Uh, there were a lot of dizzers. I think over three hundred dizzers were on that ship, and uh, Tom McAlpin was there. And he did mention during one of his Q and A sessions that uh, that uh, a new ship, an, an announcement, would probably be coming uh, at some point. So, but it's it's I I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I mean, it's been so long. We've been begging for them to add another ship, and to here they were going to add two. Now, the first one, as I said, comes online in 2011. The second one in 2012. But uh, I think it's I, I think it's great news. It's very it's exciting news. news uh, but I have a question, and I don't pretend to be an expert in geography. But isn't Germany landlocked? <laughs> <laughs> what is there a port that I don't know about? That's Just in, a little space in the side of Germany. <laughs> there must be. I mean, there's got to be some way. I but you know, you raise a good point. I'm trying to think. You know, it's kind of embarrassing because my geography isn't all that great either. But uh, where's a globe when you need one? Yeah, right. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Guys. Pretty sure that's an issue. Can you imagine how upset the Italians must be? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Imagine man. how upset Disney would be if they find out they build a ship on land <laughs> and they can't get it out okay. to the water. Okay, you ready to launch it. Yeah, the, the, oh, the, oh, that price we quoted you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to get the ship out of the you land. Gotta, you got to figure out how you got to get the yeah. ship from the middle of Germany to, a, to the nearest body yeah, of water. That's why it was cheaper. <laughs> Try putting that on a truck. Well, you know, what's funny is the timing of it, you know, because for the longest time we heard that the reason they weren't doing this was because of the uh, value of the dollar versus the euro, that the euro was, was so much stronger. But uh, the euro is still very strong. As a matter of fact, the dollar is pretty weak right now uh, in general. I think the euro is probably about uh, adding about 30 cents on the dollar yeah, for us. So. And if you're, from great, if you're going to Great Britain, which is a, ship, a trip that I'm planning at the moment, um, it's, it's $1.90 U.S. to one Pound. One uh, British pound, which is absurd. Um, so basically, it's like your money's half as valuable once you once you get off the once you like, get off the plane. But they, they must have a water because they had a Germany had it. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, a navy. Navy. That's says. true. They I mean, had, they had yeah. to go somewhere. Well, the Germany German? has two thousand three hundred eighty nine uh, like, kilometers yeah. of coastline. Looks okay. like it says Baltic. it borders the North Sea and the Baltic, Baltic. Sea. Yeah. Wow. Yep, so there's ocean. All right. Disney did get a bargain. Can we cut out my stupidity from the show? <laughs> no, I, I, I was kind of there with you, though. I'm like, I'm trying to think where Germany is. I don't know. It made sense to me that it was landlocked. Um, going back to the announcement of these ships, one thing that we know is that um, this was all the same ship and the same ideas that were planned prior to 9-11. So, now you've had some discussions, haven't I you? I have. I've had some uh, discussions with some people at Disney Cruise Line. I can't mention who. But um, the information I have is, like I said, these are the exact same ships, the exact same designs that were all planned prior to 9-11. Um, the other information I have, too, is that, as you speculated with the Euro, that really wasn't the reason for the delay. 9-11 was part of the reason for the delay and seeing if the economy would come back. But the whole information about waiting for the Euro to rebound was just not true i don't know what the true answer is i can't give you that but, but it certainly wasn't the euro. it certainly wasn't the euro because i mean they could have had these ships built already right built and on 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 the sea already i think i think they're experimenting with the different itineraries right. like the west coast gave them an idea of hey yeah there is a market on the west coast for this now we can go forward well i wondered how long it would take because you know when you saw i mean from the first west coast west coast cruise they did um, and subsequently now with the Mediterranean cruise, and again now with another West Coast cruise, these things are selling out like crazy. Mm. Yeah, they are. But part of that, too, is pent-up demand, pent-up demand for a different itinerary. you got a, a high repeat rate of visitors on the Disney Cruise Line, uh, people who, you know, there are some people who go three and four times a year just on the cruise. God bless them, they can afford it. But, the you know, there's a pent-up demand. Uh, will, will this draw... More, you know, more guests from other parts of the country. Will they be able to fill these ships? Is anybody's guess? Now, the first question I want to throw out to the table as we go into this discussion is, where do we think these ships are going to be docked? Do we think they're going to be docked here? Uh, you know, are they going to put them out in Los Angeles? Are they going to put one down in Miami? Are they going to put put one out here in Port Canaveral? Where do where do we think these ships are going to are going to go out from? I have my list of where you think. Yeah. I think they can do a Panama Canal cruise. I disagree. A thousand percent disagree. Really? The Disney Wonder and the Disney Magic. <laughs> Pete's looking at us like we're going to fight. Yeah, it's like <laughs> waiting for another, a Disney knife fight going on at the table. Well, the new ships won't fit through the canal. Right. The Magic and the Wonder are the 
just small enough to fit through the canal. So these two new ships will not be trans-canal cruises. They might be positioned out there, might right. be positioned on the West Coast, okay. but they won't go through the well, canal. Well, do we know that these ships are going to be wider than the current yes. ships? We know they're going to be taller. They have to be well, wider. They have to be for the center of, uh, center of gravity. Right. Right. Of course, we also know sense. that the Panama Canal is going through an expansion to widen the canal. So they can get the bigger ships. Maybe through. that's why they the waited super, until 2011. The super yeah. tankers... The super tankers are having trouble getting through. Some yeah. some of these super super tankers, and of course, the more they can, the, you know, the more the more traffic they can put through the Panama Canal, the more money they collect. Right. So, I mean, it, it would yeah. make sense for but them to. I was thinking it. Magic or or Wonder go through the Panama Canal. I wasn't. But really of all the, that's more of, the new ships. Of, all, of all the specialty cruises, I think the the most uh, the most glowing reviews came from the Panama Canal repositioning. Right. When they repositioned and went through the Panama Canal, bringing the ships out to Los Angeles, the port of Los Angeles, the people that were on those cruises going out and coming back were just absolutely enthralled with the whole experience, that it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing you've got to do. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure it was cool. I'm sure it's cool, but I'm having trouble connecting why it's why it was so cool to so many people yeah. to go through the Panama Canal. I'm I like, think because it's, it's a man-made canal. It's so long. I mean, you know, it's connecting... Well, you know, I Gulf mean, of Mexico with yeah. the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying I'm to think of the names of the body of water. I'm guessing you're right. I'm guessing you're right. All the history of it, you know, and being on the ship and you're so close to each side. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be crazy. It's an experience in and of itself yeah. to actually go through the canal. Plus, you add the excitement of all these new ports of call that the ship has never been to before and that are excited, which mm-hmm. is really important. These people are excited to see the Disney cruise ship. They're excited to see that money come into port, and what they did for last the last time they did this cruise, tremendous reception, tremendous. They really went nuts and greeted people, and I mean, places redid their ports just for the Disney cruise ships. Yeah. Now, um, so let's 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 run the assumption. I think it's a pretty safe assumption that one of these ships is going to be based out of the port of Los Angeles. Where are they going? Yes. Where are they going? And are they going to have a private island out there? Not not nearly the kind of availability okay. out there that uh, there you have the out in the Bahamas. Yeah. And now one of the suggestions that we I read on our discussion boards, and again, there's some great things being talked about on our cruise line forum, and we're going to include links to all this stuff on our show notes page. But one of the suggestions I saw that I thought made a lot of sense is that D- Disney either has or is going to basically buy out a resort area, a coastal resort area, and turn that into, as opposed to an island, just take one of these resort towns and Disneyfy it and build it up and make that their stop. They're going to have to have something yeah, out there. It, they're going to have to because, I mean, Castaway uh, Key is such a destination in itself. You know, people want to go to Castaway. I wonder if this ties into Jay Rizzullo's announcement about making these independent resort Disney resorts. Well, that, that was one of the suggestions you've heard. Uh, I've heard many times. I've even made myself many times. It would be so cool if they had a hotel on Castaway Key. Mm-hmm. They had a resort there, and you know they, they've always said that the logistics of adding a, a resort to you know this, this island is just impossible. Uh, they could never do it. But if they're buying out an existing resort area... Mm-hmm. Maybe they buy it... I- 
Is there an island down in Mexico? All these geography things. Today. Well, I, I like I said, I don't think I know there are some islands. I know there are some islands out in the Pacific, but I don't believe that you have the kind of the, a the number of them or b the availability. I was thinking down like Mexico, maybe by you know an area where they can just go and have a beach day that's private to the. You know, right. this, this is also Disney we're talking about, and Disney has a way of surprising us. They'll make an island. I'm just gonna yeah. my exact same thought. Let's just dump, you know, 50 million tons of sand out there and we'll yeah, create an island. Yeah, Greenpeace will be all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> but being on the West Coast, Peter, it gives you the option, okay, let's do an Alaskan cruise. That's a possibility That's as well. That's a possibility as let's well. Let's do an Alaskan cruise in the summer and in the winter you go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Or in the winter you go to Hawaii and do a, a tour around the islands in, in, in Hawaii. The beauty about two ships is that it really opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, Disney is not going to abandon Port Canaveral. No, of course not. They're not going to abandon Castaway Key. So, no, I think the existing itineraries will certainly remain intact. Right. The three, four, and seven going to the Bahamas and to the Caribbean, I think will, you know, those are very popular. Disney's doing very well with them. There's no reason to fix that. But I, the question is now, can they put a third ship at Port Canaveral? Sure. I think so. Absolutely. Well, I why think, not put it on the west coast of Florida? Well, we're saying we're going to have one. one well, I there. think one of them is definitely going to be out yeah. there. Where's the fourth one going to be? Are they going to have two Japan? of them out in the west coast? Or, you know, they might do that. They might have the two. The two new ones and here. And then do like a three, four, seven series of itineraries there. But I think they're missing an opportunity if they do that. I think having a ship that is always doing a Mediterranean run or, you know, there are you, you, cruise ships go all over the oh, world. Oh, yeah. I, got, I, mean, I got the ideal plan. A five, four, five, which brings you in every two weeks. You do five days, and then you do a four-day, and then a five-day. And with the five-day, you do a two-day land, five-day sea. Or you, and then the next time, you do a four-day land, three-day like, You mean like out in yeah, Disneyland, out, uh, utilizing well, out in the West Coast? In the West Coast, you could do that. Or even down in Port Canaveral, you do the third ship does five, four. Five, four, fives. Now, I know there is some speculation about Hawaii, but you're not going to be able to make a meaningful cruise out of the port of Los Angeles to Hawaii. It takes no. too long. That's no. more of a – other cruise lines use that more of a repositioning cruise. Yeah. Right. Then they stay out in Hawaii for a season, and then they come back. And that may be done. Yeah. Yeah. As far as a shorter cruise, I really think the clamoring has always been for longer cruises. People want more than yeah. seven nights. Yeah, the 10 so and 11 nights. I think yeah. we're, we're going to see longer cruises – I would love to see what you sort of touched on, Pete, was we'll put one ship out in the Port of Los Angeles. You put one of the other new ships out here in Port Canaveral, leave the Wonder to do a three and four night, and then have uh, a Panama Canal cruise back and forth. Just keep going back and forth. All right. Well, yep. 15 night cruises. But now, to- that, that covers that covers what we think of the potential itineraries and potential docking well, locations. What about the ships themselves? We know they're going to be two decks taller. Yeah. We know they're going from 88,000 uh, tons now to 122,000. Uh, what what do we think they're going to do? Are they going to depart from the model they have now and try something entirely new with these ships, or are they going to take what they have now and expand on it? My personal guess is that they're going to expand on it and not not mess too much. Not with like this, at a casino or anything with this formula. But that what was, do you guys think? That was What's on gonna, the, I have a list. Well, I have some real information first. Okay, go this ahead. is actual fact. 
Well, from this is we're getting it from we're oh. getting it from a very good source. From a very good source, I had a conversation with a Disney cast member again, who I can't name, uh, who has seen the tech plans for the ships. Um, again, I talked about this before. These are the exact same ships that were designed before nine eleven. They're going out with the exact same ship plan that they've always had. And basically what they're doing is they're making uh, expanding the capability for guests who have more than four people in a stateroom. Five and six people per stateroom. Staterooms yeah. will be more available. will be much more of them, which is really good news. That is, that's a smart idea. Because we're always getting those, those requests. Yeah. I, have more, I have five people. What are my options? Well, when you only have three stateroom categories and four stateroom categories and three that are suites – available to fit those people it becomes really really tight and more, people people yeah. get upset more connecting rooms too yep we're going to see more connecting rooms absolutely that's going to help to accommodate the larger families um and we're going to see bigger i can't really say bigger dining rooms but they're going to do something different with their dining rooms so that we have more main dining options so more people can get that main that dining, main dining that coveted main dining right there's there's always that you know, more people want the first or main dining than the second dining. Yeah, I love second dining. Me I too, love Peter. second dining, yeah. <laughs> less, yeah. Less kids. I got to tell you, timing-wise for, for eating, it just works out so much better with the shows and stuff. I don't understand. I understand a lot of people who, who cruise for the first time get very anxious about having that main dining, especially if they have kids. Even with kids, the second dining is so much better. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. rushing. I mean, you come back from Castaway Key and you got to rush to get yeah. everybody dressed to be down there at 530. Yeah, exactly. And food is available. It's not like your kids are going to starve. Right. You know, you can really get something to eat and hold them over until they're going to eat at night. So Some of them don't leave the program. and eat, they, eat with, they eat with the kids in the they program. They eat with the kids early with the, right. the program. So we know it's going to be a taller ship. We know there's going to be more staterooms that accommodate bigger families, and we know they're going to do something with their dining to help work that out. That's what... I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. The that. rest is speculation. All right. Well, moving on to speculation, what do we think? That's me. That's Bob. I know Bob has a lot of ideas about what he busy. would what he would uh, like to see, and he's got some he's got some good ideas. Okay, Corey touched on my my one of my start items. I think they're going to put a casino in there. I'd like to see I a casino. So seriously doubt it. I so if, seriously doubt it because any time that's ever been mentioned. Anytime in any of the discussions I've had with any of the guys from Disney Cruise Line um, and mentioned that it was just this. It was almost like a, a, a violent reaction. Yeah. Oh, God, no, we could never do that. I wouldn't like to see person, that. I can care less. Bingo I would love it. Somewhere. Don't get me wrong. No, <laughs> yeah. I would love it. I, you know, I, Look at all the bingo players they got on the ship. They're all gambling. They can, right, they bingo, can, use, they can use Disney dollars. You know, bingo, you know, bingo goes on in, in churches, right. too. So right. you know, it well, has that cover. Bingo has a different connotation always, than you, actually sitting at a slot machine. You right. can always limit access and the kids aren't going to go in there and if you take one of the decks and make it half casino and half you know expand the shops build a bigger atrium and have a lot more shops i see one of the decks as that well certainly with the expanded shopping Um, i want to see a a full-size jewelry store with lots to offer yes i do too and a more adult shopping area more adult shopping options and you know i've always i've always thought that the decision that they made to the two stores that they have on the ship was just really not a good idea. I mean, yeah. not that they're not nice ships and everything, but you know, I think you know, you, like you know, Royal Caribbean, like especially like uh, uh, the Navigator, the Navigator class, class has a mall. That's like a mall, right? There's an actual yeah, mall. And I, and on I know ship. that Disney won't do that, but you know, give me one or two nicer, more upscale, more adult-oriented yes. stores, as you said. 
I think that would be a now great let me, addition. Let me ask you this, though. Does that make sense, given the fact that you they go to ports of call that offer inexpensive jewelry? Well, sometimes, I mean, like, when they, we go to Nassau, I don't get off the ship because I don't enjoy Nassau. I don't want to shop there. That's so where if I get I'm off gonna, the gamble. If I'm going to stay on the yeah. ship, I, you know, and I do want to do some shopping because I do enjoy Disney merchandise. You know, I do enjoy buying jewelry, obviously. <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just would like to see more because I even go in there just to browse, just, mm-hmm. you know, to well, spend time. And also, a lot of times, I know for me, because I'm, I'm not a woman, but I do love shopping <laughs> for jewelry. Um, you know, for me, I've got to make a decision when I'm in St. Thomas or St. Martin. Do I want to do a shore excursion or do I want to go shopping? Because rarely do you have enough time right. to do both. Yeah. So having the option to get some of that jewelry um, at duty-free prices, as long as it's consistent with the kind of prices you can get in the islands, yeah. I think is a wonderful opportunity Definitely. for Disney Cruise Line. Now, of course, those stores, the stores on the ship, as part of their deal with the different ports that they stop in, yeah, they close those, those, those stores are closed. Right. So, you know, they would never really be competing directly. But I, I, I can't tell you the number of times where I've had to but say. But what about, you know, those days at sea? Well, I was just going to say yeah. that. Say it really depends on itinerary. If you're going to put more cruises out there that have more days at sea, absolutely. Put more shopping in there. Cause I mean, not for a three and four night cruise. Yeah. But, you know, for the long, I think definitely for the longer cruises. Well, that's what the bigger ships would be for exactly. the longer cruises, I, I believe. They'd use them for the for the seven days at least. Well, what else do you have, Bob? Okay, with the with the extra two decks, you get the chance to expand the theater up two more decks. So you you can expand your theater sections a little more. Uh, I have the shopping center uh, climbing wall for the people to do bowling alley. I like that idea. Pool tables. Uh, billiards room, a mini golf area. You know, take one of the decks and make it a wreck for different mm-hmm. things. Uh, let's steal from Royal Caribbean, the wave surfer type thing. Yeah. Put that in there. I'm but never I'm, going on this cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted but, listening to you. <laughs> expand the pool area for the adults and make it so that, that it has a retractable roof so it can either be open or closed and then you can take the ship anywhere. And I don't go like that out. idea for the adult pool. I like oh, all my a, sun. It's, well, I mean, when is it cold? Well, they have, they have. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> there if is an area. But rain, you get a lot of, you yeah. do get you know, those days where you're out and it's raining yeah. and you can't really be out on deck. But if they were, if they had the retractable okay. roof. The way the Royal Caribbean ships do it, when the roof is pulled back, you can't tell that there's a roof on oh, there. Oh, really? It's right. really all open. So that's, they would have to do it to that extent. But it's, as you Bob's saying is that, you know, if it's raining or it's, you go up to Alaska. I mean, we were in Alaska, and Diana was at the pool, and it was great. They had the the window closed. I mean, there was a day that the winds were 100 miles an hour across the deck, and everybody was up at the pool. I mean, it gives you a lot of options. Bigger pools, bigger kids' areas, expand on the kids' program areas for them. Uh, Well, especially, I think, where the kids, the the kids, the the kitty and the family pool area definitely need to be expanded because – it gets, I mean, those days at sea, those two like areas sardines. are just, I mean, they are so packed in, yeah. the kids and the families. And then you go to the adult area, and it's not quite so bad. Mm-mm. And you know that, you know, if the, the parents that are there with their kids got to go, oh, if we could just have a little more yeah. space. So I think I think definitely expanding the... Um, Maybe can, adding a fourth pool would be something to think about. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. With an adult slide. 
<laughs> with an adult slide, yeah. What exactly is an adult slide? Do they give you beverages on the way down? Can you get a margarita? <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Maybe something like Summit Plummet, you know. <laughs> I also want to add a spa. S-P-A-R. Add a spa that's a already spa. a spa. Well, increase add on the size, add on to it. Well, and, I, the, and spa. the only thing I would say is if they were to do anything to the spa at all, because I'm a, I consider myself, and this is going to sound really snooty, but I, I consider myself a bit of a spa aficionado. I really enjoy yeah. going to spas. And first of all, I think the Vista Spa on the Disney ships is the best spa on any ship that I've been on anyway. Yeah. And if they are to expand it, they should only expand it in terms of adding more treatment rooms. Yes. Not just the standard treatment rooms, but also those treatment suites that they added a few years With ago. the balcony. That have the balcony oh. and the private jacuzzis on them. Oh, those, yeah. that's, that's, well, that's just unbelievable. And maybe they can lower the price. Well, my preference would be a bigger salon <laughs> I, area. I would, not, I would not be holding my breath for that. <laughs> the salon area. Well, uh, because my, I love yeah. to get a pedicure yeah. on the ship. That is one of my favorite things to do. And, they and there up. are only like three seats. For pedicure, yeah. so I mean, really? they book up yeah. really fast. I yeah. mean, you know, so so expand I think that. They should have like ten that chairs. Area, whatever fills up quickest, make more of it. Uh, for you, a Starbucks. Okay, I hate Starbucks. Yeah, I'm the one who loves Starbucks. Bob. Okay, for you, <laughs> a Starbucks. They're not good. They'll, they'll do some Peter, other brand like Seattle's a Dunkin' Donuts. A Dunk. Okay, Dunkin' okay. Donuts. I'm there. Dunkin Krispy Donuts. Cream, I'm there. Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, and. Maybe a couple of specialty restaurants that they franchise out, like they do on Johnny Rockets on the Royal Caribbean. Yeah, that's great. I you love know? having the. I loved having Johnny Rockets on that ship. How about a, a, a beaches and cream on the ship? Ooh, that's a good idea. Like an uh-huh. old style soda fountain. Old style soda fountain. I've been thinking, guys. Uh, like John said, more connecting rooms, uh, taller water slides. A bigger uh, video arcade. They need um, flat screen TVs in their rooms. I think by 2011. Yeah, they should I, be well, able you know to... what? It's it's a space issue. Yeah, it, it really makes sense. The price is not that bad, so they'll put flat screens in. They'll give you yeah. more room in the stateroom. I I think. Do that's we a... think the staterooms are going to remain roughly the same size they are now, or will they be bigger, or smaller? I think we're going to see the same uh, sizes for the accommodations that are now and then like I said you're going to have rooms that are bigger for five and six you have more of those, more of those, of those. expanded size rooms but the, I think families. you're going to see the, as as it stands now Disney's uh, standard state rooms are bigger than other cruise lines right. anyway so I think they're going to keep that size I think that you'll see more possibly outside state rooms outside and balconies outside and balconies yeah, I know this is pie in the sky, but I mean, if they're going to have four ships, they should almost do something like Disney Vacation Club, like let you buy into the ship. You know, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah I had that. I mean, I, I don't know if it ever work out, but I mean, would, well, there are know, a lot of repeat cruisers that you know well, cruise twice, three times a year. DVC folks actually, um, one of their complaints is that they they have trouble booking the ship. Because yeah, just for clarity, want to make sure DVC is Disney, Disney Vacation, Vacation Club, Club, which is Disney's yeah. timeshare uh, arm. And what happens is when, especially when these cruises, these specialty cruises were announced, everybody grabbed those rooms. That was my coffee cup. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he yells the, at us when we make noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I own the company. So that was, that's right. That I was the gong to get me off. Stop talking. You've been gonged. People who, who do the DVC get, uh, sort of get shafted because those r- cruises get released. People gobble up those staterooms. They have to wait for DVC to open up, which is on a different time. So... You know that might offer them more opportunity to actually get on the ship and use their points. So yeah, I mean, I uh, 
And they would not be subject if they were – I don't know if it's even possible to do timeshare on a cruise ship, but it's a great idea. Uh, they would not be subject to the kind of real estate laws they have to follow here in Florida. I don't know what the laws are out yeah, in the, it's the Bahamas. Bahama registry. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know, timeshares are you – know, but the Bahamas are lousy with timeshares. Yeah. So, obviously, there's an infrastructure in the Bahamas to support timeshare, uh, whether or not Disney could work a business model around that that would make sense and and still make the availability necessary for you know non timeshare guests but i i'll tell you i'd buy in <laughs> i'd be i'd be one of the first in line peter what if you built a hotel on castaway key me Personally, <laughs> Disney. What if they built a hotel on Castaway Key? I don't think like they can. They, 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 logistically, logistically, okay. well, it was uh, pie in the sky. Though. But even besides logistics, I don't like that idea because then it's not a Castaway Key, you know? Because okay. the whole idea is to make you feel like you're stranded, you're stranded. there. That's that's true. Even though you have that's lots of wonderful things to do, you know, it just makes you kind of feel that well, way. Well, I, I imagine there's so much we could probably talk about with this, but we do have to move on. But I, I, I think that uh, I think. It's it's we're obviously very excited here. We're all big fans of the cruise line. We've been waiting a long, long time to hear this announcement, just like many, many others have. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think, what you think they're going to do, or what you'd like to see them do. So please send us some feedback. Podcast at wdwinfo.com, and in one of our future shows, we're going to talk about what you guys thought uh, or think Disney Cruise Line ought to do. I have some names, Peter, of the ships. Go ahead. Okay. Here's here's some of Disney Princess, Disney Dreams. I like that one. Disney Tranquility. Okay. Disney Paradise. Mm-hmm. The Disney Sun. Mm-hmm. Disney Celebration. And Disney Serenity. What about the Disney Wish? That was mine. I liked half Ooh. of those. What about the Disney Fantasy? Disney Wish. That's a good one. I like that one. Okay. I'm going out on a limb. Is going to be the Disney Dream and the Disney Wish. That's going to be the names. Kevin says it's going to be the Disney Dream and the Disney Imagination. Oh, I like Ooh, that I too. I like that one too. Nice one, Kevin. The magic, the wonder, the dream, and the imagination. That's good. I All like right. That. Well, you know, time's going to tell. I mean, it's going to be interesting in a few years or when we start getting some more data, some more hard data. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, just how, how close we were. So. Yeah. Um, with that, we are going to move on to our next segment, a new segment that, uh, oh yeah, let's do rapid fire. Let's do, let's do the round table rapid fire first. And, uh, who are we going to start with? I think I will start with Corey since I'm looking right at him. All right. I'll start the, um, this is Disneyland, uh, Disney's California food and wine weekends. Uh, this is coming up soon. Join celebrity chefs, noted sommeliers and fellow culinary connoisseurs in a series of demonstrations and seminars every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from April 27th through May 20th. This is located at Disney's California Adventure Theme Park. And I want to go uh, on the record and say that I believe Bob was the one who suggested that. I'm sure they were thinking of it already, but I know that Bob did suggest that to... Who are you talking to? I talked to Matt Wiemann. When Matt Wiemann was running Disneyland. When I was out there when they opened up the Tower of Terror. I remember that. And I pulled him aside and I said... You need to take advantage of your uh, California adventure and bring in some of these wine con- uh, country vineyards and market your food out there. You can get some great food and stuff. So I, t- I pulled them aside, so it's good. 
I yeah, we have be... we have all the details. We'll we'll add it to our show notes. But um, there are some complimentary events. You know, the culinary demonstrations, wine, beer, and spirit tastings, and educational and lifestyle seminars. Those are all complimentary. But then there are the other ones that you can start booking on March fifth. You know, like celebrity chef dinners, um, winemaker dinners, Napa Rose cooking school. Introduction yeah. to wine tasting. It should be really cool. Oh, Napa Rose, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. What a magnificent restaurant that is. Oh, I'm uh, there. I, I mean, I love it out there in general. I love Disneyland, but Napa Rose is oh, wonderful. But Great. I think it'll really draw people into the California Adventure, especially on the weekends. I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mrs. Martin. Um, I was going to talk about Grad Night at the Magic Kingdom. Um, it is held in April on the 20th, the 21st, the 27th, and the 28th. It's from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., um, they'll have live concerts, uh, karaoke, different kinds of dance parties located throughout the park, unlimited access to the Magic Kingdom attractions. Um, the people who performed last year were Fall Out Boy and Simple Plan. You guys may not know who they are, but they're rock bands and they're pretty Oh popular. my goodness, that was insulting. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm just, I mean, you old folks won't <laughs> yeah. know who they are. I'm up on all this new <laughs> old music talk. Who are they again? <laughs> See? <laughs> Fall and break um, your hip, boy. What was the name of that? And then, but also, Universal has a grad bash, and um, basically, it's the same type of thing except they have a VIP lounge where you can sign up and have celebrity meet and greets, Ooh, wow. um, as well as street performers and the dance parties, and uh, you can also ride the rides. Theirs is from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. and it's held on April 20th and 21st. So. Disney and Universal will be competing on those head two Head to nights. head for grad yeah. night. I've, I read an article. Oh, I wasn't done. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it is for graduating seniors only uh, at Universal. Um, the performers this year, they have My Chemical Romance. I know them. Cherish, Paula DeAnda, and Jeannie Ortega, which I don't know who those last two are. But uh, My Chemical Romances would be They're a great big. band to see. Yeah, Those are big groups. I have no idea who that is. You don't? No. That's one of Kevin's because favorite groups. Because I'm old. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm 42. I'm going to break might. my hip now. <laughs> but that was all. You might not know who they are. <laughs> well, I was just, you Can know, I, I didn't want you to tippet? say, who were those people? Okay. Can I give my little tippet on Oh, Bradman? yeah, go ahead now, Bob. I've been reading that. <laughs> I wasn't done. <laughs> I wasn't done. I've been reading that the grad night at Universal is really starting to bite into the Disney's grad night Well, if you visit the, the webpage, it is magnificent. Well, I also think that, you know, Universal is a stronger draw for that age group I than agree. Disney is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a choice to spend grad night at Universal or spend it at the Magic Kingdom, I think most kids are going to pick Universal. And yeah. there's also a dress code, I know, at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yes. And they don't, they don't want you to bring cell phones in either. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. That's What's that about? I had no they idea. They don't want someone calling up and saying, "Hey, come pick me up." And <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's so that's odd. Not funny. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> since every cell phone has, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. So you but can't call out and you get can't. help. <laughs> Please come get me. Okay, All right, Bob. What do you got? I got turtle talk at the Sea uh, Pavilion. The, I had talked about them adding or making a new theater. For uh, Turtle Talk, and mm-hmm. it's open. It, it is just open. open. My wife Diana was over there last Thursday, I believe. So you sent Diana to the parks. I sent Diana <laughs> to the parks. <laughs> it's and Bob delegating. By, Bob by proxy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm going to be trying to get over there this week to get some pictures of the new theater. What it was was where they used to keep uh, Nemo the fish, where you can go and look at the fish and the stingrays and everything, right there near where the Nemo ride comes out. 
uh, they've opened that up, and where the where you could see those, that's where the queue line is. So it's not out like the other queue line on the other side for the other theater. And they also kept both, they're keeping both theaters open right now. So uh, Diana said that the queue line is there, and then where the hydrolators were is where they built the the other theater, which is similar to the one that has already been opened. So she said it was it was nice, and, you know, they zipped right in because they have the two theaters open. So I'm going to look into it a little more because Diana wasn't totally up on the details, but it's open, and Bike Week is this weekend. So, Oh, Bike Week's crazy. Crazy in Orlando. Crazy, rooms, crazy, Rooms crazy. in Orlando are going to be tight. And, and Bike Week doesn't mean bicycles, folks. It means motorcycles. Motorcycles. And it's a, it can be a rough crowd that shows up for Bike Week. Well, Bike Week's expanded back from Daytona. From Daytona, now. yeah. It used it's, to be a Daytona A lot thing. of events are happening in the Orlando area now, so uh, that's going on. All right, well, I want to talk about uh, the Flower Power concert schedule that was uh, recently announced for the... Epcot Flower and Garden Festival going on in April and May, and uh, they have you know some of the usual suspects. Paul Revere and the Raiders, I think, is I think it's the only gig they do anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Tony Orlando in concert. Um, oh haven't, God, I, I, I thought he was dead. Tony Orlando in late um, evening because they can't be called Dawn anymore. They're so old. But um, <laughs> the Buckinghams, the Turtles featuring Flo and Eddie, the Box Stops, the Tokens. Peter and Gordon, I don't know who that is. Uh, Jose Feliciano on May 2nd and 3rd. He's a great, he, he's, he's wow. great. I love him. Petula Clark, May 4th and Whoa. 5th. Speaking you about. Go, Miss Petula. Don't you will be all over those. Yeah, well, is. now's your chance to pick on us because I have no idea who any of those That's people right, are. you <laughs> youngsters. <laughs> yeah. This is the fallout boy of the 40s. <laughs> well. No, well, and then, and then, of course, we have Nelson. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> featuring the songs of Ricky Nelson, his his twin sons, yeah. his twin sons that that pretty much do. They, had, they were they, they were had, last year. Well, they had a couple of hits of their own back in the eighties. I'm, I'm going to say back in the late eighties, early nineties. They had a couple of songs that hit on their own, but now they they pretty much they do covers of their father's songs. And I got to tell you, at first I rolled my eyes, but we were over there last year. We actually did one of the shows from. Uh, yeah. No, it was Food and Wine Festival. Food and they, Wine they, Festival. Yeah, they performed that. That's right. Because I'm saying we weren't doing the show last oh. April. But uh, for the Food and Wine Festival, they performed, and they were fantastic. I used yeah. to have um, their poster on my wall. Davy Jones uh, from the Monkees, uh, May 11th through the 15th. Uh, B.J. Thomas was a, a biggie back in the 70s. Uh, Grassroots featuring Bob Grill, who I've never heard of. The Guess Who, whom I love, the 23rd through the 26th. I like the Guess Who. And we, saw them, we saw them over at, uh, over at uh, Hard Rock. At, Velvet uh, Sessions. At Velvet Sessions uh, last month. And then the SOS Band and Gary Puckett and Herman's Hermits round things out May 31st through June 3rd. We have all this up on the site, and of course we'll include links in the show notes. Mr. Magi. I have two um, discounts that were just released this past week. Disney has expanded their annual pass holder and their Florida resident room-only discounts. Um, The first discount ends March 30th, 2007. This is for arrivals, March 30th, 2007. The next uh, time frame is April 15th, through June 2nd, 2007. And I know a lot of people can't take advantage of these. You're either not an annual pass holder or you're not a Florida resident or you want to travel on a package. One of the reasons why it's important to mention these is that this really shows the availability at Disney. 
that they're not filling the rooms that they want to fill. So then the, the first wave of discounts that they usually release are these annual pass holder and Florida right. resident discounts. Yep. So keep your eyes out. We may see some better discounts pop up for that time frame, which is actually surprising that it's going into the beginning of June. Yeah, I'm very shocked. That's I was very shocked to see that as well. So, And that will, uh, that will cover Roundtable Rapid Fire for this week. All right, and moving on to our next segment, a new segment we're calling A Couple Things to Do. Julie and Corey, from time to time, are going to give us uh, some advice on what there is to do in and around Orlando for couples. And I'm very anxious to hear what they have, uh, what they have to talk about this week. So go ahead, guys. What have you got? Well, this weekend, we um, actually a follow-up from last week uh, when Bob was talking about Disney's Fort Wilderness uh, campground. We actually spent the, the day there Saturday. And there's a lot to do for it couples. Was Friday. Was it Friday? <laughs> oh, yeah, what's today? Oh, boy. Hope you better remember your anniversary. <laughs> well, Friday, yeah. Next week's segment, what Corey will talk about is what to do as a single person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, we really, it was my first time to go to the campground since I was five years old. So it's been well over 20 years since I've wow. been. And um, I was, I had such a good time, you know. There's really a lot to do for couples. I mean, you, this not couple. This isn't couples only. I mean, Anybody bring your kids really too. Is. But I mean, their their beach area is incredible to have a picnic on. I mean, you can you can go there completely empty-handed, and you can buy everything you need to have a picnic right there at the trading post. Um, they, they sell wine there, champagne, champagne, everything you need to have a even picnic. you know little snacks, you know, make sandwiches wow. or wow. fruit no or idea. cheese. Um, because we were actually going to try to make up a picnic, and we were starving to death, so we decided to eat at the Trail End, Trails End restaurant, which is a buffet, and um, it's all down-home, country-style food, which it was. I thought it was excellent. But you can also, Trails End also has a to-go menu, so if you don't want to do the whole yep. picnic thing, you can get your food to go, bring it to the beach, bring a blanket or whatever. Um, if you time it right, you can watch the fireworks from the beach. Um, or the a, sunset. Rent a pontoon boat. That's another boat. thing I was getting ready to say, that you, know, you can get a bottle of wine, rent the pontoon boat, time it right around the fireworks, and watch the fireworks. But the to-go menu is limited. It's things like pizza, fried chicken, um, salad, and um, nachos and our smoothies and milkshakes and things like that. But still, it's stuff, you know, fried chicken is a great thing to have at a picnic because you don't oh, need yeah. utensils. Pack your own. Right. Pack it at home and take it. You know, there were hammocks on the beach, which... Um, and there are a lot of hammocks. There were like yeah. six of them. Yeah. A lot of you here on vacation, you're not going to pack your fried chicken at home. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to eat that fried Yeah, that's chicken. what I'm saying. You can, you can go here completely empty-handed. You can catch the boat from the Magic Kingdom and just do oh, everything, okay. get everything you need. And they also have carriage rides, um, $35 for 25 minutes. And, and they do allow drinks on there, too. Not like I'm into wine or anything, if you can't tell. So that can, yeah, really. Can make, it can make your evening a little more romantic, you know? But um, we also went to the, the petting area where you can pet the miniature horses or the Shetland ponies, goats. And um, that was so much fun. There was a family waiting, standing by this horse, begging him, begging him to come over to them, a Shetland pony. Corey and I walk up. The horse walks right to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been standing here begging that horse to come to us. Well, Julie, right you, you grew up on a farm. Yes. So, so it's you, a lot of fun. You know, the horse probably oh, yeah. realized, it, you know. That's what I told Corey. I said, he must know we're horse people. <laughs> well, I'm a city boy. She's a country girl. So in the stable, you can now actually see the all the horses that go down a main street. Oh, too. I, I went and saw them, and there was yeah. one showing out. He had just eaten his meal and was drinking his water. He would drink his water, and then he would throw his head over the door and spit it out. Yes, <laughs> I I tried taking a picture of him. I almost got soaked. 
Yeah, he was so fun <laughs> he, to watch. He, he was doing that when I was there, and it was like, I was lucky. You sure he wasn't spitting at you, Bob? He was. Well, in my opinion, <laughs> it, horses are he, like he, giant dogs. He takes a big gulp of water, and then he goes... And he spits it out. It's like a stream of water that comes out. It's not just a dribble. It's all they want is to be spoiled and loved, and attention. Were you I, looking my at the right end of the horse? Like I was looking <laughs> at the right end of the horse. I couldn't believe it. I, I had just pulled back, and when he went, or he, he or she went to get a drink of water, and then I, as I'm pulling back, I see the stream of water coming out. Well, me. what's that like, about? Why do they spit the water out? I, I seriously think he was showing out. I bet he was. He was yeah. just wanting attention, okay. wanting people to look at him. Uh, look what I and can do. And you can't pet them. That's what I didn't like. You can't touch those animals. And I just wanted to pet them so bad. Yeah. Wow. They're huge. Those horses are huge. You know, they're, all, it, they're all either Belgians, um, Percherons, or Clydesdales, the horses in And there. it's funny because I had no idea what you were going to do. Uh, today in this segment I usually don't I like to hear it for the first time when we're doing the show and I never in a million years would have thought of Fort Wilderness as a place you know for a couple to go but it sounds this sounds wonderful oh we yeah. did it was really nice it was very relaxing you know in um, Crockett's Tavern they have along the porch they have rocking chairs and there were a lot of couples out there and we, we actually watched the fireworks right just there. right on the rocking chairs. Yep. It was, it was a, and we great. each had a glass of wine. So now you guys parked in the parking lot and yes. took the bus down. To took the bus, took the um, orange bus. It was the yellow, right? Either orange, one. yellow. One yeah. of those they both go to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, were you actually there? No, no, I, I didn't even go. <laughs> no, he's right on that. I think we took the orange there and the yellow back. The yellow he back. mailed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they, they do and separate they, loops. And yeah. did they anybody say anything to you like, no. are you no. a resort guest? Nope, nope, not at all. We just we parked right well, in there. Well, you're not, you're not using any uh, resort amenities that would keep someone else. It, it's from, not like we're going by the pool right. and laying out. Right. We, you know, we're, we're going there. We actually spent money. And, <laughs> you know, I, I love, I have a Disney Cruise Line sweater that I wear everywhere, a hoodie. And I had that on, you know. And my tennis shoes, because you wear tennis shoes when you go to these places, because you're going to do a lot of walking. So we don't look like any, you know, we look like every other guest. We don't look, st- we don't stand out. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really convenient. You know, yeah. the, um, but you can also do this at, uh, you know, Grand Floridian's a nice place. They have a they have a nice beach. Uh, the Polynesian mm-hmm. they have hammocks on their beach, and the carriage rides. They're not only at the Fort Wilderness. They have them at Saratoga Springs. They have them at um, Wilderness Lodge. I think has them too. And Port Orleans Riverside. They they do carriage rides, and, and that's that's really nice. And thirty five dollars. It's not bad at all. It's really not bad. You just don't feel like you're on Disney property there. And then there's a, the hay ride too. They do two hay rides at at night. Well, and the you know the the movie and the Chippendale uh, fire ring they have for marshmallows and stuff. Well, I and I think you make a good point that you know one of the things I think Disney does do extremely well has always done extremely well with the resorts is that you can very easily forget you're at Disney World mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in any one of them, and really in any one of their resorts. I mean, you can really forget, but Fort Wilderness in particular. And it because seems it to is be so very popular because, I mean, there were people all over the place, you know. We were actually, when we were laying on the hammock, we overheard um, this woman. She was talking to somebody from, uh, I guess, back at home, and she, and she was raving about how much she enjoyed this, and she compared it to Saratoga. She said, last year we stayed at Saratoga Springs. She said, I mm-hmm. like this so much better. They had the cabin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Those well, cabins are neat. Oh, yeah. they're absolutely I want to go camp there. I want to get me a tent, and I'm going to rough it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're we're going to rough it with get Wi-Fi. Get me a tent. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. For Corey me, roughing, it's yeah. a holiday inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey will have his Wi-Fi down by the um, trails end where they have the hot w- Wi-Fi hotspot. No, but it's it's it'd be a nice surprise, you know, man. Nice surprise. Surprise your your wife, girlfriend. 
loved one, both loved partner. one, mistress, partner, whatever. Both. You know, it, it's a it's a nice surprise. And like I said, you, you don't have to bring anything. You could buy it all there. No, oh, great. Yeah. Wow. Great we're, we're gonna we're gonna expand throughout Orlando in this little segment, but you know that. I want to do something Disney related yeah. first. Absolutely, that was great. that's great. Yeah. That's a that was that was great. Thank you guys very much for that. We enjoyed doing it. And we're going to move on now and do our listener emails this week. And I got to tell you, adding the uh, adding the feedback form to the, uh, I mean, we got a good number of emails as it was, but we added that feedback form to the podcast page, and they're just coming in like mad. <laughs> and there's so many good ones. And if we don't read your, if we don't read your email in the week that you send it, please don't think that we're just discarding it. Um, we are holding on to these because there's a lot of good things in here. And we are going to read them, and in, 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 we're going to get to as many of them as we can. We really want to try and get as many of them on. We're not going to be able to do all the email we get. No, we can't. I wish we could, but I would have to do a separate show entirely for an hour just doing that with the amount that's coming in right now. So, But we appreciate it. We really do. We love it. We're reading every single one of these. And uh, I'm going to start out with, uh, with this one because I thought this was a great question. Uh, I, uh, from John Scott in Cary, North Carolina, he asks... I know several members of the roundtable have been cast members. And would you like to share some of your experiences, what jobs you had, uh, Disney traditions like the two-finger point, difficult guests, guests that you made smile. And, uh, in fact, yes, uh, Corey, uh, Corey Martin was a lifeguard um, at uh, Blizzard Beach. Uh, but Actually, that's what he was doing when, when I hired him. And uh, John uh, was a, a network administrator over at the Caribbean Beach. When we first moved to Orlando in 1998. 98. So, uh, go ahead, John. What do you want to share a little bit about your cast member experience? I had a, a position, like you said. Actually, technically what I did was PC support for all the resorts. So, we went from resort to resort. I didn't really have a lot of guest interaction, which I think um, I missed. I really wanted to do that more. But because mine was more support for the the, the people in the resorts... However, Disney has something that for the management team called cross-utilization, cross-you. And when the parks get very busy, like Easter and Christmas and during the summer, they pull in managers to go and do frontline cast member work. It's called doing a cross-you. My best memory of being a Disney cast member is doing a cross-you at, at the time it was the food pavilion in the land whatever it was at the time where it was all the different food restaurants. And I actually bust tables. I actually cleaned tables. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. It was It's very hard work doing that. Ridiculously hard work. But there was a couple who was having a problem getting their phone to work, and they were having to call somebody. And I don't remember the specifics of it, but it was they needed to use a, a pay phone. And I had given them directions to a pay phone. But when they came back, it turns out the payphone that they could have used was like two steps away, and I made them go like to the other end of the pavilion, and I felt really bad about it. As a cast member, you have the you are empowered to do a um, a guest recovery is what they call it. Yeah, anything you can do to make the guest happy in a situation where they're not happy, you're supposed to be empowered to do that. I felt bad that I sent these people to the wrong location to use a phone, and they were obviously upset about something that. I went and I got them dessert. I just went and I said, listen, give me two desserts. And I gave these people. They were so happy and it seemed to really brighten up their day that someone went out of their way for them. And that was a really great experience. And that was a type of thing that I didn't get a chance to do on a day-to-day basis because that wasn't part of my job. Um, one of my other cross-use was, wasn't a scheduled one, but we had Hurricane Andrew 
and Andrew didn't hit. Um, was it Andrew or was it? It was I forget what hurricane it was that year. No, it wasn't Andrew. Andrew was Andrew like nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a major. It was like a category five. It was going to hit straight right on, for us. and it was the first time uh, Walt Disney World had ever closed. Oh, yeah. And they actually closed, and they sent everybody home. Anybody who was not a, a frontline cast member got this, was sent home. Um, a couple hours into it, we knew that the storm was diverted, but because they had taken precautions to take everyone out of Fort Wilderness and move them to the Contemporary and other resorts, these resorts were overrun mm. with people, and they didn't have enough staff. So I was actually called in to change beds at the Contemporary. I stripped wow. beds and helped them change beds at the Contemporary. So I'm sure there's cast members out there going, you jerk. I do that every day. Yeah. You know? But I thought that was part of the fun, was actually getting a chance to interact with the guests. And Corey, what about you? What was your, uh, what was your Disney uh, cast member experience like? Well, you know, I, um, I started working. I did the college program in 97, during the summer 97, lifeguarded at Blizzard Beach. I liked it so much, came back in 98 uh, and just did it again. And then graduated college, moved straight to Orlando, you know, didn't skip a beat, and started working at Blizzard again. College degree, lifeguarding, it was great. Um, but I've basically, I've done everything at Blizzard you can think of. You know, I've, I've worked at the front when they needed help. I've, I've served food when they needed help. And when I, when I stopped working, I was actually a lifeguard coordinator. I, would just, I was in, like, base operations where, you know, if something went wrong, I was the one to call 911 or... If somebody was jumping in to, to save a guest, I was running over there to make sure everything was okay. And there's an area of uh, Blizzard Beach called T-Bar. It's around Ski Patrol. And this is like the deepest area of the entire park. It's like eight and a half feet of water. And it's a T-Bar that comes down. These kids, It just zip, zips these kids down. And a lot of them don't even know it's eight and a half feet deep. So this is where all the lifeguards are jumping in constantly, day to day. There are constant constantly jumping in there well one time i was over there i was actually lifeguarding this day and i don't speak spanish and the kid obviously didn't speak english coming down and i when there was a small kid i was always asking them you know can you swim please can you swim (laughs) (laughs) well the kid didn't didn't pay attention to me so he jumps uh he goes down the t-bar sinks to the bottom like a brick i jump in and when i pull the kid back up his mom his dad and his uncle, they're all jumping in, too. They can't swim. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here we have four people, you know, and this is on a day-to-day basis. They're all and, jumping on you trying and, to save me, save me. And they had no idea the water was that deep. That was a crazy guest, uh, guest experience, you know. I have a question for you. Yeah. At the bottom of the water slide, the big one? Summit Plummet? Oh. The <laughs> did, did you get to... Watch it, people I did. down there. Oh yeah, or you got oh, to yeah. take care of the people down there that have problems. Uh, no, not, not not the problems you're thinking of, Bob. You, you mean know, wedgies? Pulling the wedgies out? No, <laughs> no, not the wedgies. <laughs> I mean the the tops coming off, uh, and, oh, it, and it happens. It happens but a lot. They also, if they move their They're, arms, you pervert. Oh. <laughs> Is no, that what was, you do? Is that no, what you do when I send you over to the box? You're hanging out. I don't at the go end? to the water box. <laughs> oh, come but on, lose the they, top. Lose the top. But. Right, if you don't, if you keep don't that cross your position, arms, you can, right. you can, you can hurt break yourself. an arm or something. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah sure. You were. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, w- one thing about working at Blizzard Beach is that I really, I never felt like I was working at Disney because it's a whole different um, guest experience. You, you're mainly correcting people more than you're like helping them out. You know, get out the water. No, you can't do this. Stop don't running. Don't climb on the yeah. snow. And, yeah, <laughs> is that snow real? Sure, go ahead don't and lick pee it. Don't in the snow. <laughs> 
but it, 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 you never see Disney characters. They, have, you know, there's the there's Ice Gator, but you never really see like Mickey or Minnie. And you're walking around in a, in a bathing suit, so it's it was a different working. At, it was different than working at the Magic Kingdom. You really lose the magic, yeah. you know. But um, you know, but like you said, what, what was it called? The um, guest recovery. Guest recovery. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. You know, I would do that all the time. You know, especially working at the at the front of the turnstiles. You know, there was one time with a. Uh, family was leaving and the daughter she was just crying her eyes out and asked the mom you know what's wrong she's well she wanted ice cream and we can't afford it i'm like well wait wait right here (laughs) (laughs) wait we can take care of this come on (laughs) wow but julia actually we we lifeguarded together oh julia you did too yeah she lifeguarded. oh i didn't know that but i was just a shallow guard (laughs) she was was a shallow guard (laughs) she she was always putting her makeup on you still have to to pay attention but i liked it because i was in the kitty area a lot and that's always fun to work those slides because those kids i mean like i'd make them spin while they're going down and like you have really tiny kids you know with the parents at the bottom waiting sometimes it's fun well, I had no idea you were also a lifeguard there. Gosh. Shallow. One guy. of the most memorable things I had to do, it's not a good memory, but I was actually working base operations for 9-11, and I had to make the announcement to close that park that day. Ooh. And and that, that was that was a tough one. That's tough. You know, and then we, we had to go at the um, at the turnstiles and hand out, you know, hand out free vouchers like they were Mickey stickers. You know, and just, yeah. here you go. And everybody's yeah. leaving the park not knowing what's going on. Right. But that was that was one of the most memorable things. I, sh- I started working for you shortly after shortly that. Shortly after that, right. About yeah. four weeks after 9-11 yeah. is when you started working for uh, working for us. And, uh, Corey, just uh, tell the people what your what your degree is in. Uh, graphic design. A degree in graphic design. And, John, what's your degree in? My degree is in chemistry. John is a chemist. <laughs> wow. So putting my degree to work. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, I, no, I, I'm not a degreed person. Are you? Yeah. Hey, what do you have in it? Disney. Oh, <laughs> he has his doctorate. His doctorate. His doctorate. His master's degree. His master's degree. All right. Oh, say. No. Okay, now we've degraded it to bad jokes. Let's go on to the next uh, uh, The next email we have. Uh, Julie, what have you got? Uh, mine's from Erica in Long Island, New York, and um, she just discovered our podcast and has recently become a vegetarian, and this will be her first trip to Disney being a vegetarian um she says ask if uh, any of the table service restaurants offer a variety of veggie choices um what i would recommend to do is to go to our homepage, um click on dining go to the disney world restaurant menus and click on that and then we have a search feature halfway down the page that is based on criteria and if she puts main ingredient vegetable it will list every restaurant that has a veggie dish for her it's wow. a very, very comprehensive database yes. that Julie has put together. Julie is the one who keeps on top of uh, all of our menus. But Corey actually built it, well, Corey, <laughs> not me. Corey built the database. Oh, John. John, John built, built the, the database. database. Corey did Julie. nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. I built the database. Bob started it. Then we turned it over to Corey and Julie, and it became popular. So <laughs> that's the transition. Well, of all our... I know is that anytime I have a problem, I'm like Corey. <laughs> so that's why I thought he built it. He knows what he's doing. It's a great, it's a great feature for, especially for people who are on a limited diet, to look for something like vegetable or fish or and things like that. Every menu always has a disclosure at the bottom that says they are willing to accommodate any right. special dietary needs, whether it be allergies. Yep. Um, you know, if you're on a certain diet where you can't have salt or pepper or something yeah. like that, they will accommodate you. So just make sure you tell your server, and if you don't feel confident in your server, talk to a manager. 
the chef will come out. The chef Even will to come the out. point They'll, where the chef will come out yeah. and talk to you. They really want to help good. you. They're very good about they, that, about any dietary. Yeah, you won't be the first to ask. And as far as popularity goes, we should point out that, you know, um, maybe maybe it, it became popular when, when it went to Julie because Bob was focusing so much on, on our photo galleries. Many, many, many of the photos you find on the Diz were taken by Bob. And uh, that is, I think, I think still is our most popular area on the site. Is oh, our, yeah. Our very photo popular. gallery, so. Um, I just wanted to make sure I threw that in. But thanks, thanks. very much, uh, Julie, for that. John, you have one. I do. I have Lynn from a town that I'm going to butcher the name of. <laughs> <laughs> Sarahita, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Oh, no. in? Okay. Good. So that's, I pronounce it correctly, though, <laughs> if you don't know what the actual pronunciation is. <laughs> it's a pretty long email, so I'm not going to read everything. I'm just going to get to the point, which is uh, I would love to know what resorts and areas – it is possible to get a broadband connection at the Walt Disney World Resorts. Now, I kind of knew the answer to this going into it, but what I wanted to do was sort of give the Diz uh, a little workout and see how comprehensive the Diz is, which we all know is very comprehensive. I went to the search function, and I typed in um, broadband access, broadband connections, and it brought me right to the page on the Diz that talks about all of the different Wi-Fi and broadband and high-speed internet access, not only at Walt Disney World, but also at on the Disney Cruise Line and around Orlando, the different hotspots you can go to. The specific answer to your question, Lynn, is every resort at Walt Disney World is now capable of high-speed broadband connections in the rooms. Uh, it's nine ninety-five for 24 contiguous hours of usage. So 24 hours in a row, it's nine ninety five. That'll be put on your uh, room bill, and it is a plug, a LAN connection, actually in your room that you can plug your laptop into. There's also Wi-Fi access spots all around Walt Disney World, and once you get there, you can ask, where's a Wi-Fi connection? But if you're ever looking for information like this on the Diz, just use our search function. It's really comprehensive, really easy to use, and we got great info on there. And, Bob, you also had uh, a couple of, of the off-property hotels have pretty good uh, Wi-Fi access, yeah, too. Yeah, uh, Swan Dolphin has high-speed access in the rooms. Uh, it's about $10 a day, 24-hour period. Uh, they have Wi-Fi down by the pool, uh, Cabana Bar Grill, which is a little different pricing. They do 350 for 20 minutes and $0.15 cents a minute after that, or you can buy a 300-minute plan for fifteen ninety-five. Buena Vista Suites has uh, high-speed access, uh, $6.99 for 24-hour period. Uh, Vistana Resort has hi-fi at the business center, which is $9.95. As opposed to stereo, it has hi-fi? Hi-fi. Wi-fi. Wi-fi, whatever. (laughs) Don't pick on both. Hi-fi is stereo, right? Yeah. Uh, Vistana Villages has high-speed access, free internet in the rooms, and... uh, Anywhere on property, which is a great deal. That is good. And Radisson has the same thing. High speed in the rooms is free. So free is good. Yeah, that's I not to say these are the only hotels in Orlando right. that have it, but these are the ones these that we work ones with that we, work that we with. know. So. And at the Dreams Villas, you have that too. We do. Dreams Villas of Orlando has uh, free Wi-Fi access, high speed access in the room, and uh, you get instructions on how to connect and all that good stuff. Great. And uh, just real quick, one of the other emails we got was from a gentleman named Robert. He didn't tell us where he was from, but he asked if we could please allow the download of the podcast to Microsoft Zune players. And uh, actually, our um, 
our our podcast is done in MP3 format. It's non-platform specific, but it brought up the fact that we don't make it available for download just regularly. So uh, you can now download the show right from the podcast.wdwinfo.com page, our show notes page. We have uh, links there for uh, to download the latest show uh, in MP3 format, and then you can use it on any player on any MP3 player that you'd like to. So. We appreciate all of your all of your comments and questions, and as I said, keep sending them in. Um, we're, uh, we're 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 listening, and we're we're getting so much great, so many great ideas, and you guys are pointing out some things we need to fix, and it's just going to help us make the show better. So, we really really do appreciate your comments and your feedback. So please keep sending them in, and with that, we are going to close the show for this week. We uh, def- definitely went a little longer than normal, but we had a lot to talk about. So. Uh, We appreciate your listening, and we look forward to talking to you all next week. So you have a great week.